Alright, don't f with me, Sean. Not you. It's not your fault. Good morning. Friday, April 17th, 2020. Um, John here. Uh, I've been watching a lot of movies in quarantine and uh, I haven't necessarily watched new ones, uh, but old ones that I really enjoy, but they're just speaking to me differently. Um, and that opening clip that you heard was a scene from one of my favorite scenes uh, for one of my all time favorite movies, Goodwill Hunting. Um, and it's the scene where Matt Damon or Will uh, finds himself at his therapist's office. Therapist just read his file about all the things that took place in his life, the abuse he suffered as a foster child, the trauma that shaped the person that he is. Uh, and he just says those words. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And uh, what's so amazing about this scene is that Will is someone who's an autodidact. Or he's uh, self-taught and he's a certified genius. I mean, he's brilliant. He's making all these cats at MIT salty because of how smart he is without even trying. And he has such depth and profound insight throughout this whole movie. Brilliant. And the turning point for him in this movie happens with these four words repeated 10 times. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And if you listen closely after the very first time, uh, Will says softly, I know. And each time he's like, yeah, 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 it's clear. I know. And Robin Williams says, no, you don't. And the scene ends with him breaking down, crying. And I feel like this is so uh, insightful because what changes him isn't this profound truth. It's this persistent truth, right? Because at this point, he he breaks down and cries uh, because it, at some point, the truth wasn't just clear, but it was real, right? And so as we talk about the value of truth and the importance of hearing the same things again and again, I, I think what we see is that uh, we're used to relating the truth on the level of profundity, right? So some of our favorite communicators are people that are the most clear and insightful and profound, right? 
every speaker loves to hear the sound. Mm, that's good, right? Every listener, whether they know it or not, loves to make that sound because there's something inside of you that stirs up as you realize that what you just heard was profound and things that are profound have the potential to change your life. Uh, but potential is just potential, right? Uh, potential are just these seeds that although like profound statements are less likely to be forgotten because of their pithiness and memorability, um, they're just as often forgotten. What really changes us when it comes to truth is not uh, the profound words that are spoken, but it's the persistent words, right? It's when truth is repeated over and over and over. That's when it really starts to break through our hearts, not just when it's profound. Uh, I remember Family Matters back in the day, and the show starts off with Steve Urkel, right, this uh, nerd, and one of the things that he says to Laura Winslow, the love of his life at the very start, um, is she's like, Steve, I'm never going to get with you. Uh, and he says these lines that he carries throughout the series. He says, uh, I'm wearing you down, baby. People laugh and joke because they think, ah, of course he is. Uh, but by the end of the series, they get married. That uh, his persistence paid off, that he actually did wear her down to the point where um, it, his love for her wasn't just clear, but it was overwhelming. And, it being, and in it being overwhelming, it became real. Um, and what I love is that that's what God does to us in his word. The things that have the potential, the power to change us, aren't just the things that are the most profound, but it's the truths that are the most persistent, right? You read through your Bible, and what you'll find is that the most repeated command in the Bible is fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Over 70 times in the Bible, God's going to tell everybody in every generation, in every situation, don't be afraid. And he's always going to match it with this promise, I'm with you. And when everyone hears those words, I'm with you, their heart says the exact same words. That's it. But the difference between the responses isn't in the words. Um, it's in the punctuation at the end of the words. For people that hear God say, I'm going to be with you, and it's clear, but he's not real to them or it's not real, um, the words, that's it, are followed by a question mark. That's it? That's all that I get. I'm struggling out here, God, and all you say is that you're going to be with me. That's it? It's clear, but it's not real. But to the people that it's real, the people that have heard it over and over and over and over again, and at some point it gets overwhelming, they hear these words that's it, or they say these words, that's it, and it's followed not by a question mark, but by an exclamation mark. That's it. God's going to be with me. That's it. 
That's what I've been waiting on. I haven't been waiting for something or some relief or for someone. I've been waiting on God and he's here. I remember that that's what I wanted. It's when truth is persistent and repeated. We say, I know the first nine nine times, but that 10th time we get overwhelmed and it causes us uh, to break down. So we really want to end this week like we started it, saying you don't have to spend your time in search of something new. You've got to continue to repeat the old. And one of the ways that uh, we do this, a discipline that we put in, is we memorize Scripture. And here you can take the same little uh, habit hack that we talked through um, this week, the two minute per day rule, and just take one verse per day and move on from there. Right now, there's a, a group of us from our small group and we're memorizing Romans eight, one verse at a time. And when you memorize what you're doing is you're repeating over and over and over that same truth. And as you're repeating it, it's wearing you down and you get overwhelmed with the love of God. Romans 8.1 starts off and just says, hey, I just want you to know there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You hear that and you say, no, yeah, I know. And God's going to say, no, 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 you don't. Because if you really knew that, uh, then repentance wouldn't be a labor and a discipline. It would be a joy. You would be eager to come back because you would be reminded. No, no, no. Listen, there is none, not any. God's not going to hit you with, and I told you so. God's not going to hit you with a, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. What he's saying is for those of us that are in uh, Christ, that have been overwhelmed by his love and have offered our lives back to him in gratitude for what he did for us, there is no condemnation, not any, not for the fact that you lost your temper on accident yesterday or that you're going to lose it on purpose tomorrow. There is none, not any. And as we rehearse it and as we remind ourselves over and over and over at some point, that truth, it doesn't just become clear but it becomes real. And the amazing thing is, is that uh, that investment doesn't take lots of time, just persistence, right? Uh, I don't mean to sound infomercially, uh, but in as little as two minutes per day, uh, you can start this just one verse at a time, memorizing, praying, that, Lord, I pray that your truth wouldn't just be clear, uh, but that it would be real. Uh, and it becomes more real the more that it's repeated. Um, I'll see y'all on Monday. Uh, and in the absence of uh, a new podcast for the uh, course of the weekend, it's a great time to practice repeating and rehearsing these truths. I love you all. Have a great weekend.